Grace, mercy, and peace be to you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Okay, I know I've talked to you a lot about things I like to do, and running is always one of them. One of the other things, sports, that I truly love playing growing up still to this day is soccer. Been on a soccer team since I was about four years old. And in high school, it was like almost any other soccer team we practiced every single day. It's pretty much same time, same place. That's where it was. You knew where practice was, and you knew when it started. Except there always seemed to be that guy, that one guy who was always late. Doesn't matter, same time, same place. Every single day, it seemed there's always one guy who was late to practice. You know what happened when you were late to practice? We ran. We ran, and we didn't run then. We ran at the end of practice. So for every minute you were late, you ran an extra lap of the field at the end of practice. And pretty typical, you'd start your run, you know, practice was over, and you'd get going, and about halfway around the field, when coach is far away, that's when all the comments started coming. Come on, man, why weren't you there on time? This is all because of you. It's your fault. If you would have just gotten here, we wouldn't be running right now, blaming you for this. It's a situation that probably many of you can relate to, or, or maybe you are going to relate to at some point in the future in your life, where one person does something and it affects the entire group. Maybe it's a sports team, like when I was on a soccer team. Maybe for you, it's a, it's a group or a company that you work for. Maybe it's just a family, or maybe it's any other kind of group of the, that experience of one whole group experiencing something because of one person. All because of one. All through that one person's actions does the group experience greater consequences. And that's the concept that we're going to explore today as we get into our, our reflection, our meditation on God's word for us today. Because our scripture for meditation is Romans chapter 5, our epistle lesson. And in that, in that letter that Paul writes, he talks very clearly about how all people experience some consequences because of one man. All people experience some things because of one. So through that one man. And that one man that Paul, on the one hand, talks about is Adam. The Adam that is so well known that we go all the way back to the creation story. And we read so, such a long story of today. But Adam, and I know it's a familiar story, but think about it again with me. You have Adam and Eve in the beginning of creation. They're the only two people around, only two people of all of mankind. Now, there were also animals and vegetation, but there were only two people around. And as you know the story, they were told not to eat of the fruit of the tree in the middle of the garden. But they did. They ate of that fruit, and they ate of the fruit of which they weren't supposed to eat. And so then what happened? You know the story. What happened is they received punishment. They received judgment from their God. God pronounced them upon the judgment that because of that sin, sin would enter the entire world. Because of that sin by Adam and Eve, suffering entered the world. The, working the land and work, being in this world became difficult. Toil was brought upon all of mankind. And even more, death entered the world. Death, which is the consequence of sin. And there were only two alive, only two around in creation at that point. And yet God, when he pronounced that judgment, pronounced it upon all of mankind, all of creation. And you and I feel the effects of that very judgment, the effects of those words of God today. On the one hand, we see it in what we call original sin. We see the sin in our lives in this world when you hold that beautiful baby boy or girl who is just seconds old, and yet we know that even in that little baby, there is sin. 
Or we see it in, the, in people or in animals or in, or in parts of creation that are completely corrupted from the way that God intended them to be. And it's of no fault of their own or their parents or anybody else, but simply they are corrupted because of the original sin, because of the corruption that's entered this world because of Adam. And then there's also the sin that we experience in our own lives, which we call actual sin, the various things that we do in our lives which we wish we wouldn't do. Like as you drive in to work or to church and you see that exquisitely beautiful house and you begin wishing and wanting for it, going so far as coveting it, so far to hate and despise your own home that is beautifully perfect and good enough for your family in which God has provided. Or maybe you go so far as as harboring murderous, hateful thoughts in your own heart that person who wronged you, and you've let your anger take away, your anger goes so far as that you revel in your hatred, seeking to get revenge on that person and wishing ill upon them. The very things that we do. And then there's the things that we don't do, but we should have done. And when we should have helped our very ill and feeble neighbor, just take his trash out to the curb. Or when we should have stood up for our friend when their reputation was slandered right there in front of us. But we didn't because we were fearful of what might be said about us. And as Christians, as people who have just literally said the Ten Commandments, who know God's word and know his law, we know that those things are wrong. We know where there's sin in our lives. We know what the sin is in our own lives. But even those who don't know God's law, even those who claim to not know his law, claim to not know him, claim to not trust in him at all, even they experience the effects of Adam's sin because even they experience death whether it be the death of a mother or father or even their own death one day they too will experience the effects the consequences of that one sin the the judgment that god pronounced upon all of mankind because of that one man adam and the further temptation is for us to put the blame, to point our fingers, to tell of where the guilt is, to say, well, it's all Adam's fault. If Adam would have just listened to God, just listened to the one thing God told him, we would be much better off. If Adam just hadn't eaten that fruit, we would be a lot better today. Or maybe the, the, the temptation is to put the blame on God, that if God wouldn't have let him eat that fruit, if God wouldn't have pronounced the judgment upon all of mankind, if God would have just, and you fill in the blank, But God did have a much greater plan. Yes, God let Adam and Eve eat of that fruit and the tree. Yes, God did pronounce judgment upon them. Yes, God did pronounce judgment upon all of mankind, upon all of creation. But through one man, God would do so much more. Through one man, God would bring so much more than was brought through Adam and his actions. Through the man Jesus. Through Jesus Christ, God would bring so much more and does bring so much more. Jesus, who is perfectly obedient. As we heard our story, we talked about it with the children this morning, the story of Jesus being tempted in the wilderness. He was tempted three different times. Once to hunger, once to power, and once to glory. But three times, didn't matter how enticing they may look, Jesus never once fell into those temptations. He was perfect, perfectly obedient to God's will. To God's will not to seek your own desires or your own power or your own glory. 
Despite the fact that Jesus deserved all that stuff, he obeyed God's will perfectly, not falling to any one of those three temptations. And Jesus Christ was obedient out there in the wilderness through the rest of his life, but most importantly, he was obedient to go all the way to the cross. Literally an instrument of torture where he would hang there and suffer and die, where he would take upon himself the sin of the entire world, of you, of me, of all the way back to mankind with Adam and Eve, and all the way of mankind to come. Jesus took upon himself there on the cross the weight of sin, the pain and suffering, and even the weight of that separation that sin brings. As Jesus cried out to his Father in heaven, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Because hanging there on the cross, Jesus felt the weight of sin. Jesus felt the weight of that separation that is caused by sin. And yet through that one man, through Jesus Christ, so much more was brought. So much more is brought to you and me today. As Romans chapter 5 says in verse 18, So one act of righteousness leads to justification. Jesus Christ, through his actions, brings justification. To justify means to declare innocent, no longer guilty. To give a clean verdict. To declare free from all that had enslaved before. Through his one actions, he declares you justified. He declares you justified from sin and death and instead gives you life. And that's the second part of what's said in that verse 18 today. One act of righteousness leads to justification and life for all men. All of mankind. He brings you life. So that we can live our lives in service and in praise and in thanks to him. That we are no longer enslaved to the grip of sin and death. And yes, sin and death still exist today, but we are not held captive by their grip. Rather, we are freed to live, to live for Christ. And a share of what he did, share of what that one man did. Not to worry and gossip and, and put blame about what Adam did, but rather to live our lives talking about what that man, Jesus Christ, did. And to live our lives telling anybody and every about that man. So I have a little story that I want you to think about. It kind of lightens the mood here a little bit. You see, I want you to think about a little child. A little child about how when they learn how to do something, when they realize that they have this new skill, they'll tell everybody. Anybody and everybody, and even when it's not socially appropriate. Like when they first learn how to use the big boy potty. Really, we're not supposed to talk about our bathroom things in public or to anybody at all. Except when they learn it, they are excited and they'll tell everybody and anybody. They'll shout it, they'll dance about it, they're excited. And so in a similar way, I encourage you to tell anybody, tell everybody, about Jesus Christ. Tell them about what that man, tell about what that one man did for you and for the entire world. That through that man's actions, through Jesus Christ, you are justified and given life. Amen.